0: And what's, what's been done and what hasn't, and all that kind of good stuff.
1: Live from VentureX Studios, it's JP, Caffeine, and on the, I have the crew. I've gotten a notification. Yet. The crew is in the house. Hey, guess what, Kathy? Guess what? Okay, I'm
0: gonna say what, and you're gonna say chicken. You know what? Chicken butt. Yeah, that's my kids do that to me. They have done that to me since they were little. They still do it to me, and I'm just like, oh,
1: y'all. No, Catherine Ann, we've got an anniversary Mm. coming up. You and I.
0: (gasps) Another anniversary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what do we have this time we have a
1: hundred we have a hundred episodes coming up
0: with our new network with our new podcast network yeah. you are correct sir
1: that's crazy ah. that is, is that? So crazy that, it's time to launch our new youtube Caboom.
0: yes that god bless charles gura he's been working his tail end off on all that stuff and The Spotify and the whatnot and the Twitch and the Twitter and the twerk and I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Dr. Good's like, shut it down, Kathy.
1: (laughs) We're not twerking. No, no, no. No twerking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We need to get over to to YouTube. Did you know that we are now on five of the seven continents on Spotify? Where people tune into the Spotify broadcast and listen, how exciting is that?
0: Well, I saw when we were Please. on another, I-, I saw when we were on another, um, no, I saw two continents. So we're now on five. Yeah.
1: yeah. We've love been in- it. That's not a continent, by the way.
0: I, I love,
1: um, we have been- I
0: love, I love, um, Charles Gura has been busting a move love on. Love. I, well, I, I love, love, I do love, love, but I do love I that Charles that. Gura, God bless him. We do have to give him big, big credit, um, big chops for what he's been, um, able to do and and help us with in such a short time and um you know spotify we've really um been fortunate to get a following you know i I mean all all over you know it's kind of crazy yeah
1: it's kind of crazy australia yay north america okay
0: okay wow
1: a asia
0: now i'd seen asia
1: and south america
0: awesome Love so it, we five, love it, and English
1: love it. Love I need it. to start doing my shows in Spanish, huh? Oh, Ooh. Ooh.
0: actually, for Spotify, yes, indeed. <clears throat> now, now I'm a guest on your show this week, Doctor Good. So don't don't try to pull out any Spanish. Well, you can speak Spanish. I just don't. I just I just won't know what you're asking. <laughs> I'll well, be like whatever then. she said. <laughs>
1: We've got people that have been listening to our show for four years and Facebook has shut down all notifications just about.
0: Yeah, I know. That's um, kinda crazy. I know. And I'm even talking I'm not e- about it. I Michelle. didn't even I didn't even get a notification today. <laughs>
1: I'm like, Yeah, okay. and so it is it is time to uh, get over to YouTube. <laughs> uh, to celebrate our hundredth anniversary, we wanna get I mean, we have three hundred on our other one. We wanna get you guys all over and break the one hundred mark on our new YouTube yes. page. It is JPK Broadcasting, and it's not the picture of JPK in the crew. Um, it's the other one. And so click on. We will put a link into the uh, comments section, so you can just click on oh, it and yeah, there subscribe. You. Excellent. And subscribing so is now as easy as pushing
0: a button. It, it, so it is. Literally, you just hit that. You can su- subscribe to, um, you know, to our show. Uh, a number of our other shows on the podcast have started to go the YouTube way, like This Pink Cloud. And uh, they've they've gained uh, quite a bit of folks following them. And then, you know, there's just all kinds of easy ways to get stuff um, when you're not being shut down.
1: What? Right. Is that my outside voice?
0: So- <laughs> Because the stuff we say on here is so controversial. Oh my
1: goodness. Well controversies so all is. over,
0: Doctor Good.
1: <laughs> if we're not saying that we want to have sex with Joe Biden, then we'll get kicked oh, off the no. network. JP. What happened? What happened?
0: JP kick we off.
1: Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> You're well kicked off. we need to kick off. We need to kick off the anti everybody gets a trophy campaign.
0: Oh Dr. good. What do no.
1: In the GB weebies is going on in the state of New York. So these people well, lost their minds. Yeah,
0: please help so I, us, Doctor
2: Good. <laughs> I'm not going to be surprised if I get a call from you know uh, Fox has me on there uh, every once in a while talking about a controversial thing. I guess I get a call from, Yeah. So the, <laughs> the Department of Education, the Department of Education wants schools to rethink honor roll and class rankings uh, because it might be detrimental to some kids, especially you know, those that um, it's not their fault if they can't get a good grade. And, and Kathy, you and I both have sympathy there. you taught special education. And, yes. Yes, and I both know that our SPED kids, uh, you know, weren't those that normally... The high grades, and we tried to find other ways to motivate
0: them and to you know oh, keep absolute. them involved. In that, that's places. a that's a unique population, and, um, and and then also you know they're they're graded based on um, IEPs. Whereas you know, granted, and I taught senior high. I was at Plano East Senior High, and my kids. You know, if if I would have had some of my students in regular ed classes, well, they would never have passed any portion of anything um they wouldn't have been able to get through the homework or the lecture or anything but because of the R that decides their iep yeah i had special needs students who graduated with close to a 4.0 because they were able to meet their iep goals so the 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 department of
2: education is, is asking the city of new york schools to reconsider how they do grading so that instead of doing the averaging you know the everybody knows you have a series of grades that are given during a six or nine week. The teacher averages those grades at the end of the six or nine weeks. And then there's the uh, score pops up on your report card, right? right? Well, what they're asking because of the pandemic, because of the trauma that has occurred to kids and so forth, uh, this is a really good time to reflect and renew our thoughts around grading. And, and this sort of is, talks about what you and I are going to talk about on our show uh, on my show this week, and that is what changes has the pandemic brought at that, that might make us look different in later 21st century public education, right? Okay, and so right. this article made me think of that because what they're asking mm-hmm. teachers to do is to not do averaging. What they're saying is have a process for kids to learn and master the instruction. And as they get better at it, leave behind the old grade If they got a 75 because they didn't study and they didn't know the material very well but two weeks later they uh, have studied more they their grades on the assessments show that they have mastered the material better then we don't average the grades we just give them the new grade of 85 and there's something to be said there and I, I here's what I'll, I'll say I have always had to have conversations with teachers about this thing of if you give zeros, even one or two zeros, and then the kid gets a hundred the rest of six weeks, they never can recover. They never, even though the kid, you finally, you finally did what you finally caught the child's attention. They're paying attention. They're bringing their homework. They're coming to school. And because of those initial, you know, bad grades, the final grade doesn't reflect the good work from the last half of the six weeks, it reflects a combination. And so it's very demoralizing to kids to say, hey, I've been getting hundreds for the last three weeks, but my grade still ended up being a 79 or an 82 because, you know, you, you couldn't leave behind my zeros that I, you know, screwed up on the first week or two of school. And so there, there's something to be said about that. What do you guys think?
1: Well, if I if I can real quick, uh, Kathy, if I can jump no, in on this. Go for it. Oh, yeah, to- yeah, yeah. I wanted to make a comment when Kathy was talking about special education IEP. You know, for a long time, special education had a real bad bruise on it, and nobody wanted to be labeled special ed, and it's horrible, terrible, bad. When Katarina was coming up through high school, uh, she has she had dys- well, she has dyslexia and a moderate level of dyslexia. Well, in Allen, because they do alphaphonic, it's not a special ed um, annotation. It's just you're an alphaphonics reading or what have you. And you move forward. Well, in seventh grade or eighth grade, I'm telling the teachers, oh, no, we need to have an ARD because her math skills are lagging behind because of dyslexia. People think it impacts reading, but really by high school, you're reading pretty darn well, but the math is what's slow to come, right? So Katarina was in special ed, had an IEP for math, but every class she took was a regular ed class. And a college-ready class. So Katarina took Algebra two. she took Physics, she took Chemistry, she took Biology, English 3, 4, 5, five one, two, three, four. and but she was under the special ed umbrella which gave her opportunities like more time on tests, go to a testing center, have a note exchange. She has to do the notes and the notes in the teacher gives her her notes. Um, and so just because you're under the special ed umbrella doesn't mean that you are not fully capable of being in a regular ed class. And she went to college. A oh, division abs- three, yeah,
0: absolutely. You know,
1: Division three college, but a four-year university. Well, she ended um, up getting
0: um, her cosmetology license,
1: which yeah, is not an easy feat. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. But so she did special two and a half ed years runs the game. University. They changed yeah. her mind midstream. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've got students in special ed that are in an AP class for science, but in a reading class to support their English class.
2: Right. You know. So, and I, I think maybe what what we're sensing is a renewal time. I think the Department of Education uh, is saying, you know what, due to the pandemic, we have a chance to to relook at some archaic processes in schools. And grading has been something that I've been working with teachers on a long time. For example, I feel like giving a 69, a 68 or 69, that's not a reflection on the kid. That's a reflection on the teacher. If you allow a kid to get a 69 especially and fail by one point, um, you know, to me, unless you can really show that you did everything you could to try to have that kid turn in the work that was missing or whatever, um, you know, it's a reflection on the teacher. We, because our work is not to let kids fail. Right. Our work is to have kids master the work. And so but that mindset of wanting to punish kids and, and you know, that legacy went to um, restorative practice, social justice, discipline six. <laughs> oh, OK, good segue. Um, six years ago. And, and we made tremendous gains in in teacher thinking. But every time we get a new crop of teachers, and we have to retrain the adult brain to not want to punish kids. Right, that, that's our go-to. We were punished as children. Our bosses sometimes punished us. Um, our our parents punished us, and so that culture of punishment is one that is really, really hard to change in adults. But once you do, magic things happen. And and I give the example at Legacy where we had a uh, used to his predominantly Hispanic school. It's now predominantly African American school because it's a safe place for them to be. And so social justice discipline. In grading is something that the DOE is also asking. They're saying, hey, instead of just grading for instruction, why don't you also add to the assessment grade the impact the kids are having at school? What community good are they doing? And adding that as part of their community uh, assessment grade and overall
0: student grade. What do you think about that? Well, and no, I th- and here, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Kathy. Well, I, I just just a recent experience that I've had. You know, my son was um uh, wants to go to Berkeley College of Music. Was there for a five week music program. Thank you to JP and all those who donated um, to the cause so he could get there. While he was there, he was able to audition and then interview. And during his interview, I mean, they already had his transcripts. They knew that he had a good GPA, and it was actually higher than what they they you know needed for him to be accepted. But their big thing was tell me about leadership, tell me about what you have done towards leadership, what your experience is. And they, every, all of the questions revolved around his involvement. You know, he had been a school mascot, he had been in Congressman Taylor's Congressional Youth Advisory Council, all of these different things. What they focused on, and it wasn't asking about his grades, it was asking about. All of the extra things he had done, all the extracurricular activities, um, you know, how how he has already shown to be a leader, um, you know, what leadership skills did he learn from where, and what will he do with those if he is accepted into Berkeley? So I think, and and so many, you know, so many kids, you talk about this college resume and grades, while important. Now, don't get me wrong, grades are important. SAT, ACT important. Well, now, wait a second, because year Not before last, guess what? Didn't have to have either one of them to get into colleges. So that, is that going to be a thing of the past? So you look at all of these other things that people are looking at for the real world, those real-life skills, which leadership is something that a college is looking for, that, that's, kind of, that's, that's a real heavy hitter in, with getting into so- the next level of school.
2: And you guys have heard me ad nauseum on my college readiness podcast talk about how kids need to develop that social side, right? The community service side. That you need that for your college essay. And Well, you need it to, because it's the right thing to do for you for your, you know, uh, learning to be a, a well-rounded child, an empathetic child and so forth. But there, we are now moving away so much from college entrance exams. You You've all heard me say that. You've probably read the headlines. Uh, there are major Ivy League schools that are doing away with the request to have ACT-SAT scores. And now there's a pilot in some schools that I did this um, a few weeks ago where they are allowing kids from low socioeconomic environments, minority kids, in without a college entrance exam. And then they will sort of pilot the kids to see how they do and monitor them against kids who, who did come in with an ACT-SAT score to see if those scores are still relevant or if they just need to uh, look at other criteria besides those college entrance exams. So you have a lot going on. Again, public school is reimagining itself and then it was caused by the pandemic. So um, I'm bringing it to your attention, the crew, because I think we'll be hearing more about this. I I think you're right,
1: yeah. What are your thoughts, JP. J.P.? I've got my hands up. I'm trying yeah, I to be a good student.
0: Master Payton, we call on you next, sir. Yeah, oh, <laughs> he's got you, two ma- teachers, so <laughs> he's like, oh, Lord, get me a word in edgewise.
1: <laughs> thank you, mistress teacher. Oh. And mistress. Oh, uh, no. so, um, Well, and I'm going to go back to Katarina. I know, right? I'm going to go back to Katarina, though, because I think real world, real life experience and being able to translate that experience to others. Um, into the real world is more helpful than speaking academically, let's say. You know, Katerina, again, dyslexic, we did not take the SAT or ACT because her dad knows that the colleges and universities have to let you petition through a uh, portfolio. And so, you know, it's so funny that I hear what these schools are doing. Well, we're going to step back from the SAT, ACT, and we're going to see what the students are doing. You already do that, folks. It's called a portfolio. Um, you just don't tell people that. You don't advertise that. And you should. And students who are well-rounded. I mean, Kettering's portfolio binder that she worked on, she put together, was that fit. And she wouldn't got letters of recommendations. I mean, she asked me, Dad, who should I call who's worked with me? I can't remember everybody, and I gave her names. She made the calls. Congressman Sam Johnson remembered her, wrote her a letter. Several attorneys that participated in her ag program wrote her a letter. Uh, Van Taylor wrote her a letter. He remembered her coming down to Austin and visiting and talking about what she was doing at Allen High School. And, and again, she, she did the work. She had over 3,000 hours of community service since like fifth grade, for goodness sake. All of her ag stuff, because she was going in as an ag teacher, And so her portfolio carried the day, and it goes to what Gail Meek said on the feed, which is we want well-rounded students. Yes. And the only class that Katerina failed in the first semester and and for two and a half years was college algebra. That's the Uh, only course. I knew I
0: loved Katerina.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Her IEP followed her to college, and that first semester she did not access the access office to get extra help on her college algebra. And she thought she could do it on her own. And it was funny. High schools should change. Instead of worrying about, hey, should we be focusing on the SAT, ACT, or not? Because there's a portfolio, folks. Go portfolio your college to them. But here's what you should be focused on. Let's go ahead and get students ready to be in college. What do I mean by that? Katarina said the biggest disservice that Allen ISD did for her was allow her to retake a test that she failed to get a passing grade. When she went to her college algebra professor after her first 31 on her first exam, she knocked on the door, hey, professor so-and-so, what when is the retake on my college algebra test? He goes, the next test, so study hard. We don't do retakes in college, young lady. And I mean, Katerina was sent into a tailspin. And so there is no retaking in college still today. And so I guess what I, I, my thing is, is let's quit dummying down. Let's quit building in excuse walls, and let's go ahead and teach and let's teach the students so they can learn so they can pass these tests. And I'm sorry, I've got a daughter that, again, special education, dyslexic, went to college, got admitted on a portfolio. You know, I mean... So to it. I I wouldn't be surprised, though, that this movement
2: goes up to higher ed. I mean, and, and Kathy will know that uh, a lot of, because her, she's had kids in the PBL world, we are, and there's a lot of PBL schools now, high schools that are looking for colleges that are PBL higher ed. And yes. so we do have a, a movement more towards getting away from that uh, cranky math, professor you know who's been doing it the same way for 50 years but again that's probably a harder nut to crack than even high school teachers
0: yes there's a thing called tenure yeah uh, well you know there
2: used to be uh there's also a in the last 10 years there's been a movement away from tenure and more for hiring adjuncts yes and we can pay adjuncts almost nothing and so there's a there's a huge movement in the higher ed. You know, I, I taught higher ed for many years in both college, uh, face-to-face and, and online. And so the big thing has been to uh, fill the, the um, positions with adjuncts who we don't have to pay as much and who oftentimes work from home and we don't have to give them an office. They're much cheaper all around and just um, have a smaller tenured group. And so there's a lot of... Um, angst in the higher ed world, too, around um, their practices. So things are changing, but just never as quickly as probably we want them to. But I wanted to put this on everybody's radar because, again, under the name or guise of the pandemic, we have different uh, practices that are being questioned, and um, maybe it is time. You know, what we have to do is not throw the baby out with the bathwater and say we can't make any changes or we need to change everything. I think we need to be cautious in what we do change with a lot of community input, Right. Instead of what I felt like in this article was that the DOE was not putting in the pillars of of collaboration and communication around this that I think is needed if you're going to try to do something like this. To get the teacher groups together with the parents and the administrators and and talk about the whys and wherefores about all this, instead of just saying, Hey, teachers and public schools, we want you to consider moving in this direction. That's now, how much attention are people going to pay to the DOE on
1: that? Right. Well, and again, though, I go back to, and I want to step back for a second where higher education, we may be seeing a change there as well. You know, when US News and World Report comes out with their top 100 um, liberal arts schools, top 100 engineering schools, that kind of thing, um, which, by the way, every year I buy that magazine because I'm wanting to help get students mm-hmm. in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a good, it's a good, series that U.S. News and World Report does on colleges and universities. And one of the things that they talk about is that we do need to back away from simply judging students on their standardized testing scores. And so I wanted to just kind of reiterate what you had mentioned earlier, that we're going to see this trickle up to higher ed. They've already been talking about it. It just doesn't get blown up out there. And really what we need to have is our academic advisors. Slash counselors at the high school level help promote. Hey, you know what? You can do a portfolio at these schools and universities. Um, if you're not an essay, if you're a test taker, don't worry about it. Start building your portfolio your freshman year. That should be a part of that four year plan conversation that they have with a student. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying you should all fit into a tiny little box, it just doesn't work that way. Right. And I think we've lost out on a lot of ingenuity because of the fact that we have probably precluded students from thinking that college is the way they should go. You know, I've got a, I've got a guy right now that I know this man runs a multi-million-dollar plumbing business. All right. And he, he can barely read, but his banker who's a, a very nice man and believes in personal relationships helps him get through the paperwork so that he can continue to build plumbing jobs for assisted living centers, senior centers all over the Metroplex. And again, this man can barely read, but guess what? He's got a multi-million dollar business. Because he found support. Yeah. So where where did we go wrong there, right? How did we not tap into that and use the trade school world as a means to help him be better a reader so that when he did go off, he could handle it without having to rely on somebody else? Fortunately, he's got a Chris Gibbons, you know, who's a great banker and takes care of this guy. very interesting
2: well it's not unusual to find that kids especially kids from low socioeconomic minority backgrounds when they succeed they oftentimes are able to point to one or two adults that you know made a difference in their life and and redirected them successfully but it should should not we shouldn't have to count on that one or two adult right we should be able to count on the whole school being that support system and so um, that's part of our work is getting sometimes our our cranky uh, school adults to um, to leave their crankiness at home and to uh, you know do what's best for all kids, not just kids who are handing in their homework on time, for example, right? Um, so, but again, this reminds me of the truancy work that we do, and that is, right, if if the teacher doesn't find out the reason why the child is not doing what he or she's supposed to be doing, then oftentimes the the social emotional issue doesn't get solved quickly enough. So, you know, got, we
1: got to pay attention to kids. We do. All right. Well, Agree. big show coming up this Sunday. Yes. yes you yes. and Kathy. Hey, by the way, Dr. Good, I'm going to whisper in your ear. Be careful. She might interrupt you. Good, good
0: luck. With that. <laughs> and Dr. Good knows me well enough. She's like, oh, she will. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I interrupt when I'm excited <laughs> and passionate. <laughs> so we
2: yeah, we just we decided last week that we should talk about what, what is going to be changing. what under the name of the pandemic how is public education reimagining itself and is that a a good thing bad thing um what what what, what predictions are we going to make on the show that uh, in the next few months weeks and years are going to possibly actually happen so we'll see you Sunday
1: well and you know what couldn't have two better two better people in education talking about it well thanks JP all right all right you're welcome talk later
2: bye-bye have a good one Dr. Gates. all right
1: so it's time to start talking about the State Fair of Texas again, Woo-hoo! and uh, you know, and you're going to hear me talk about this all the time because I love the State Fair of Texas.
0: I'm, um, I'm right if there I could with go you. To the yeah, Texas,
1: yeah, every day from the State Fair of Texas. Oh my gosh, how I much would. fun
0: would that be? Well, and it's just you know, it's, it's one fun. of those things. It's one of those, um, you know, those of us who grew up in Texas. You've got the memories of being younger. Like I remember going with my family you know with my my parents and my brother and I when we were real little and then I remember the big deal when I got to be like babysitting age and I got to go with some of my junior high or then high school friends to the fair just as a group of you know kids without an adult and um and then you know uh, great memories of taking Emily and CJ to the fair and um you know, heck, Emily even won third place in a photography competition at the state, fair, the Great State Fair of Texas. Um, you know, my dad worked at the state fair from the time he was like nine or ten years old, out at, at um, with pops, his stepdad, at a vending, um, a, a vendor's booth, and it, actually the food pavilion. And you know, I just have all all of these great memories. You know, and, and and I think those of us who have grown up around the fair, like you did, you know, you've been a, baj- a bajillion times. There's so, there's yeah. something about that nostalgia. It's very it's the State Fair of Texas. It's fun. The food's great. There's cool cars to see cool shows. But I think it's kind of the uh, emotions that it evokes in
1: us, you know. So it'll be Carter's first State Fair. Of Texas.
0: Oh, yay! That's so fun. And uh,
1: now I can already tell you. So he's going to get to taste some of the food along with me. So I'll put it on my finger and let him lick it off my finger. <laughs> so if you're a doctor and you're listening, too bad.
0: Um, <laughs> Remember, that's, you're, you're, that's this is the only day of the year that you can serve your child, like we did with Emily and CJ, Fletcher's Corny Dogs for breakfast, and you're still a good for parent. Sure. So, JP, you can even let him try the bacon-dipped Kool-Aid pickle dipped in margarita, and you're still a good
1: dad. <laughs> well, and I'm going to watch him do this. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to do that. So, but your most favorite thing at the State Fair of Texas, if you had to name one or two items that are the most fun thing, it's your most favorite thing, what would those one or two be?
0: Are you asking me or the crew or both?
1: Both. I, I, but I, you get to be the speaking version. So, the Okay. Be the typing version.
0: I, I am going to have to go with food, hands down, Fletcher's corny dog. I I just um while I, I we always every year we always with the kids tried, you know, one or two new everybody got to pick one new thing they wanted to try. Um but again, the first thing we park, you walk in, you give your tickets, you buy your coupons and you head right to the Fletcher's corny dog stand. So that's Family tradition, that's, you just can't get enough. I think there was one year. Michael, during the duration of, like, being out at the fair, like, 10 or 11 right. hours, I want to say he ate, like, eight Fletcher's Corny Dogs that day. He was trying to go for some kind of personal record. So, yeah, I've got to ask him how many that was, but it was a lot. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, and then I'm I'm going to go with a couple of rides um, that okay. uh, that I love, Um and, and these are rides that my daughter ended up loving as well. Now, she'll go for the roller coasters, which I, those years are, are way behind me. But I, I think two of my favorite rides when I think of the State Fair of Texas would be um, the Swings and the Pirate Ship love both of those hey, love you both still of those.
1: Go on the swings now right
0: oh my goodness yes oh you better believe it um it makes michael crazy because no. he's like okay i'm gonna go ahead and video in case there's a so i can make sure i get your swing as it detaches from the ride and sails over the midway um and, and it was oh my goodness one of the sweetest memories um was uh, cj and emily emily went on this wanted to go on this crazy ride, and I was too scared to go with her. Michael didn't even want to attempt it. It was one of those that it it spins around, turns upside down, while it's going up and down and all over. It was one of those crazy midway rides that you're looking at, and everybody's like screaming bloody murder while they're on it. And Emily wanted to go on that ride, and I was like, you know what? You're old enough. (laughs) God love you, kid. You're going by yourself. We'll take some pictures. And CJ, he he was still in elementary school, and he said, wait emily and he said can we all pray before she gets on this ride and so the four of us sat there and prayed together and i've got the best picture of cj and emily he's hugging her with the biggest smile on his face and it's because she had successfully came off that ride he knew he was going to see his sister go that day and thank goodness she survived but um yeah so i'm gonna have to go with fletcher's corny dogs and then um if and if i could only ride one ride it would be the swings you know, the ones that go All up right. and then go way out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah and so they much throw fun. you about 400 yards into the next right. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Michael. Yeah. The detached <laughs> yeah. swing get, never makes Yeah, it. get yeah. video
0: of Kathy. We'll we'll send that. We'll make that go viral.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah, we'll make that go viral. So I would have to say that my one or two favorite things to do at the state fair um, one is to eat. So I'm just going to throw that out there. J- that will be your J.P.'s kitchen,
0: non-J.P. kitchen non, day. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I go to the state fair on Sundays. Yes. Oh,
0: so there you go. That's, that's morning, your cheat day Sunday. anyways.
1: Yeah. And so, um, anywho, it's, it's going for the food because you don't do that every day or even once a month. So I get a Corny Fletcher's dog. I get to eat fried butter. I get to eat fried <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, I get the uh, deep fried um cookie. I get the turkey leg I get what else oh, I so you are a turkey
0: you are a turkey leg at the fair guy
1: yes, yeah, absolutely interesting. Um, we are
0: we are not turkey leg at the fair family. We are turkey leg at Scarborough Fair, the Renaissance festival family. Is that funny? We don't do it at the state fair. But boy, howdy, that's one of the big ones at the Renaissance festival.
1: You know, and well, and see, I like turkey legs at all the festivals. Okay. So I <laughs> You're equal nine, opportunity. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> I am. So I jump on the turkey leg. Um, my other fun thing to do is to go into the big food court and I get the big Texas nachos.
0: Yes. Every year. Shaped like the state and of so, Texas? The little yes. chips? Those are so, those chips are phenomenal.
1: Yes. And so I do that. I'm and hungry. then um, <laughs> I've got some friends that have a food booth. And I go over there and I get their little, they have a little deep fried short ribs. And so I'll eat mm. the deep fried short ribs. So the food will be my number one thing. Um, my number two thing is walking around at the exhibit booths where they come out with the new as-seen-on-TV stuff. Oh. And so I love Sucka,
0: doing that. I'm right there. Uh, copper sheets, had to have those. <laughs> you
1: know? Right. Um, but you can get some of the best deals. Like, for you example, can. the the... The ladder, the the big, what do they call that thing? The big little ladder or something that's huge and you can turn it into a platform, um, oh, not yeah. just a ladder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I've have seen bought that. probably, yeah, probably two or three of those. Like, if you go to buy them normally, back in the day, they were like four or $500. Oh, yeah. But at a state fair, you could get two for like 250 And yep. so that's what I did. I bought a uh, bed at the state fair of Texas. You did well. Uh, the
0: yeah. mattresses, you really—if—if if you purchase a mattress there, because we always go and test those out, you can get a really good deal on that. And I think that—I um, think that ladder thing you're talking about was always next to the sham wow booth. Remember sham wows? Yes. Those those little yes. wipe thingies? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so I love doing that. And like I said I found great stuff. I bought the sham wow chamois. I've bought those. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I've gotten a leather belt there. Ah. They have some nice leather people there uh, that do nice leather belts. Oh. My mother is. Michael did uh, too. The...
0: Michael did too. That's funny. Three yeah. years ago, he did. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, I bought the, um, the pots and pans. My mom bought those. Yep. And so, um, you know, and so I'm looking at the crew. Michelle's got an embroidery machine at the fair. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh Susan likes to walk around with the corny dogs and then homemade lemonade, twister fries and oh. up with cotton candy. Yes, those and the tornado to
0: fries, by. those are so good. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: She stops by the uh, automobile building and the pig races. Uh <laughs> Coach Quigley loves the Texas OU weekend game. He thinks that's oh, the best Oh, that a blast also, out there. Does too. Yep. Um and so and then Fred says, so where are our tickets for your friend's food cart, JP? Right? Need to definitely get yeah, that. On I the didn't wall. how
0: did I not know about that? That's those sound
1: good. Yeah, and then Coach Quigley has bought a hot tub at the State Fair of Texas. As Great well. deal on
0: those, yep.
1: Fred got his flagpole at the State Fair of Texas. Oh, and Fred says oh, it's okay. the gorilla or the little giant ladder. I think it was the little giant ladder back in the day, Fredo. Yep. That's what yep. I bought at the State Fair of Texas. And so, um, anyways, there's always something that everybody has at the favorite at the State Fair of Texas. Sometimes it's just sitting on the bench and people watching.
0: Which is phenomenal at the fair. It's so, it, it, yeah. it is so fun. And, you know, and if you've got little kids, I remember Emily and CJ getting to participate several times over the years in, um, like, the um, the. Backyard circus and things like that. There's there's a lot of things that when your kids are are young, um, that you can go and they can be part of the show, kind of a thing. So, um, you know, and, the, and oh, and the, I love the agility dogs. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I, I'd have to say another another favorite thing if I had to say okay, like top three: Fletcher's corny dogs, the swings. And then um, the kids, me too, we've always loved when you go into the petting zoo, you get to buy like a little cup of that feed, and you can go in with the goats, you can go see the angry ostrich, um, you know, all the different, there's camels, all those different animals, and you're up close and personal to, um, that's 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 another really cool thing to do.
1: So, you know, get out to the State Fair of Texas. Let us know what you do out there. Fredo's already saying, okay, what day is crew day? I'm up for a big old crew day out there, but it's got to be on a Sunday because that's when I go. Um, and uh, so uh, Carter will be his first State Fair. If you want to come out and join us and celebrate Carter's first big State Fair of Texas. Uh, and so can't wait. and looking forward to it. Super, super excited. I'll tell you what, I'm not super, super excited and that is the marginalizing of 10% of Americans uh, in Afghanistan. Oh, if my If I goodness. hear oh. Jim Sasaki or Joe, Jumpin' Joe, Uncle Idiot, oh. say one more time, hey, we did good. We got 90% out of the people that wanted to leave. Ho- hold on for just a second. I have yet mm-hmm. to hear anybody say, I'm an American, and I don't want to leave. I haven't heard that yet. Now, what I have heard is, hey, the State Department's not contacted me. The White House hasn't contacted me. I don't know how to get out of Kabul. Please help. And what's funny is, is that they're trying now with other countries around the area in a diplomatic approach to try to help get the rest of the Americans out safely. Again, this hard stop. Oh, and if I hear one more liberal say, well, it was jumping Joe Biden who got us out of this war finally? Oh no! He's the only president that's oh, done it over the oh, last twenty years. Oh, we're so bad. Blah
0: blah. No, shut it down. Whatever. Yeah. No. No. Talk, talk, yeah. talk to and, the thirteen so, moms who are who are you know kneeling and falling all over their child's casket. Thirteen unnecessary deaths. Talk about the service dogs that we're still trying to get out of of Afghanistan. It just and there are people, I mean, we've got people who are stuck without any kind of communication, JP. I'm like, how, how do y'all know now, that everybody, he, he said this, and then his press secretary said this, that everybody who wants to get out was able to get out or or can get out. How do you know? Some of these people are, in, are deep in hiding right now. No way of communication, no money, no food, no electricity. Give me a break.
1: Yeah. Ugh. And so, yeah, bottom line is, Bottom line is 10% is not acceptable. Go get our people. This hard deadline is a bunch of bullshit. I'm tired of it. And it's like, this is not my America. Joe Biden does not represent me as an American. He may be the American president. You know, and here's the thing, right? I have never said that Barack Obama wasn't my president. I've never said Bill Clinton wasn't my president. I may not have liked him. I may have voted against him. But I have never seen a president hate America as much as Joe Biden. And I just don't get it. And so, Joe, get off your ass and go get our other 10 percent. Or let's drop you, Kamala, and Jim Pasaki off in the middle of Kabul and let you work your way to an airport. How about that, Operation Pineapple Head?
0: Yeah, I, I it, it it, literally makes me physically ill, you know, Um went against my best wishes um watched part of uh the president's press conference yesterday and i was i i was physically ill watching it physically ill it made my stomach hurt it made my head hurt it it broke my heart um j p this is just you know how how are we going to rebuild trust with our allies my my goodness is that going to take is carter going to be an adult by the time that happens does it happen by the time he's an adult i, I don't know we have done so much damage with our allies we've got france france busting our chops come on people you know this is the, the uk, the UK they, yeah i mean everybody's you know literally they're in their own you know houses of government saying what what happened to you know and why was this and again like van taylor has said and he'll be on our show talking about afghanistan and giving us another update um in uh, on friday at, at um eight thirty. it's one of those things jp that we don't my my goodness we we don't have any recourse because the president is making unilateral decisions and i always think of um uh, you know th- what? What comes to mind when I'm thinking of this h- horrific disaster and this horrific dark mark on um, in American history, darkest of of our days. Um, you know, when you hear um, the captain goes down with the ship. Well, so Joe Biden left behind all of our pristine equipment, helicopters, guns, tanks, all kinds of stuff is left behind. Our soldiers are gone while innocent civilians who don't who aren't trained in how to survive and escape are left behind I, everything was like done backwards you know i understand if you were going to you wanted to exit afghanistan just do it the right way listen to the people in charge and i'm telling you if there's anybody in charge who has given him advice and told him to do what he did they need to be gone as well he needs to be gone and they need to be gone as well fired all of um, them
1: yeah yeah, all of them, or resign. Yes. You know, if if you if you didn't advise the president of this, then he's to resign well, and say, "I've done what I'm supposed if, to do, and I'm out of here. I'm okay. not. I can't work for a a commander yeah. in chief like that."
0: Let me ask you this: if you were if you were military, and again, we can't. We're we JP and I are not, and we've got family members who are, but we we are not. But if you were military, JP, would you be able to have your name associated with this disaster, or would you have been like, "I'm nah. out"?
1: Yeah, I no. yeah. I mean, they're being an uprising. Yes. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so go get our 10%. 10% is not acceptable. That's not a margin when it comes to American lives, and no. especially when this could have been avoided. This could have been done a lot differently. Oh, I don't, my You goodness. don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this no, out. No, no. I mean, help we did a better job alerting of the British landing in the American revolution with no (laughs) cell phones and no internet. Without
0: all the technology. You know, it's interesting. Um, There was a comment on one of the, um, one of the shows I was watching and they mentioned um, how, you know, I think it was like, like Fox, I think Greg Gutfeld may have been the one that said this, him or Geraldo, one of them, I think it was on the five that I was watching a few days back. And they said a 17 year old who plays war strategy games, could have done a better job of getting our civilians and allies out than this president did. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. and, I mean, and you yeah. know, that's that's true. That's a true statement. I'll t- I'll take a 17 yeah. year old gamer and their exit strategy over the president and his administration any
1: day. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what else I'll take over any day is uh, this pandemic stuff. I am about wore out with trying to be able to find products that I need to get by yes, in my sir. daily life.
0: Yep.
1: Um, has anybody else had a hard time finding stuff to buy during the pandemic? You know, Kathy, if I had to say the one thing that I have noticed that has been impacted more than anything else during the pandemic, it would be automobiles. Oh, um, I'm yes. Driving by, yes. I mean, I'm driving by these car lots and they're empty. I mean, there are no new cars to purchase and used car prices. Folks, if you're thinking about getting rid of your car and getting another car, first, have the other car lined up, number one. Right. Um, number two, the, the prices. I looked up my vehicle. I've got a 2016 Cadillac Escalade ESP. Right. right? It's got 202,000 miles on it, $30,000. Yep. Yep. And so it's like, wow. And so, but cars are a scarcity. Uh, something else. Have you walked into a, a shoe store? I mean, uh, it, I haven't it purchased like, shoes
0: lately. Um, I, I, the last time um I, I was in a shoe store. CJ was just getting some uh, slides, for his trip, and, but it was a discount. It was it was like at the Allen Outlet Mall. Um, so there were tons of shoes there. But you're talking about like a non-outlet type situation.
1: Yeah, I'm, I walked into Nordstrom's, and like two-thirds of their shoes from in were gone. Wow. I'm like, where are all the shoes? It's like, well, they're just not coming in. When we get our truck, the, the products aren't there. Uh, people just aren't shipping, or it's just not happening. Um, and so that was shocking for me. Um, also, there are things that I might be looking for in the grocery store. I'll be honest, looking for formula can sometimes be a challenge. Um, I'm now buying formula by the case to make sure that we don't run out of formula. And I'm oh, not running from I, store to store. I, I would buy a head on you know? something
0: like that. No, no doubt at all. Well, and I was even talking to you um, last night when you were driving home from work. Um, I, one of the things we've got, you know, uh, we've got a bearded dragon, Mr. Gus, our beloved bearded dragon. And ever since the pandemic it has been really hard. We either, we the majority of the time, if his preference is super worms, and he loves those, and that's his favorite thing, and that's what we prefer to feed him. He won't eat, unless it's mango, he will not eat anything unless it's moving. Um, so we have had a really hard time at the DFW Reptarium and also at Petco, the two different places where we get those. We have to ch- go back and forth between the two, and there's a lot of times where we'll go. We'll go in in several weeks in a row. They are out of the live superworms and mealworms, and they've said, "Hey, this has been ever since the pandemic. Fewer truckloads come in when the truckloads do come in because they've been traveling from point A to point B." Half half their um, stock, you know, are dead, and you can't. I mean, if, if they're not if they're not live, they're you know your your snake or whatever you know uh, reptile is not eating them. So right. it's it's interesting. It, it that has definitely been a pandemic thing. And again, since you know he wants these live, well, you've got to go and get them every few days or, or once a week. Um, and it it's just it's hard to come by. And and so many times going into stores and asking, you know, hey, you know, I've noticed y'all are out of such and such. Do you know when you're getting that back in? And they're like, your guess is as good as ours. We don't know what's going to be on the truckloads and our trucks aren't coming as often. And that is all due to the pandemic, either the um inability um, because of lack of workers to produce the product or the inability to get the product there because of the lack of, of drivers and transportation. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's a yeah. big one. That's so a big I one. Call
1: my, I called my bank the other day, and I told my bank, hey, I want to get, a, I need to get a, a John Deere UTV. Right. And gave him, I gave them the number and everything. I sent them the, the bill of lading and all that from John Deere. My banker contacted John Deere yesterday and said, hey, um, can you send me over an updated um, bill of lading and listing of, of the UTV that uh, Judge Payton wants? Right. And he goes, and, and uh, just let me know when you can deliver it. Right. Can't deliver it until December. What? All 28 stores, all 28 of their stores, not a single model for wow. UTV. So I'm like, okay. So I started looking at the Kawasaki, right? Because Kawasaki Mule is a good workhorse. Right. Everybody is out of stock of all of the three to 6 seater UTVs. Yeah. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. And so I'm going to have to get on the horn and chase down and see if I can find one in Oklahoma, Kansas, or New Mexico, uh, and see if it can either get shipped here or if I can go pick it up and save more money i mean this is just something else and it's so, unreal
0: again, it's unreal yeah, yeah. And, and and the car thing jp that's a real deal not only purchasing a car but um also car rentals i know when i went to boston i looked at renting a car and it was cheaper for me to do an uber everywhere to the tune of 15 to 30 dollars per ride than it was to rent a car for the weekend, and then um, Rob Hall, uh, our, our you're my buddy who was a Texas young Republican who's now in Florida, he's back in town for his parents' 50th anniversary, and we're he's we're going to the uh, Guns and Roses concert tonight. Yay! Okay, rock on. But um, he he said that um, it was cheaper for him because he was surprising his parents in College Station at his sister's house. It was cheaper for him to pay. $200 to catch a flight once he got into Dallas to get a flight from Dallas to College Station area than it was to get a car because the car, he was not, ele- he said the car wasn't even an option. I apologize. The car was not an option. He had to fly because you the car rental places are like, we no longer will do um, one-way drop-off. Unless you're doing a round trip and you're bringing it back to our place, We don't have the, we don't have the stock to do it, the inventory. Yeah. That's, that's Plus, crazy. Well, they don't
1: have the stock for Well, but this is what else is crazy. Our hour is up. I hear it the is? music starting in the background. It's up. Oh, my so, goodness.
0: Time flies yeah. when you're having fun. Time flies time when you're flies having when fun, you fun, fun or griping.
1: That's <laughs> right, which we do a little bit of both. All right, tune in for Friday. We're going to have a great oh. time, and so will you, too. Also, get over to our YouTube page. The link is inside of our Um, inside of our uh, comments there click on it we're looking for 100 people by our 100th show we're at show 83 so help us reach that goal and start launching from YouTube everybody have a great day we'll see you on Friday
0: love y'all hey Kathy yes sir